Welcome to Career Central with Lorraine Beeman. In this program, you will hear from career management experts who will provide guidance and strategies to help you advance or change your career. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Beeman. Welcome to Career Central. I'm Lorraine Beeman, your host of an hour totally committed to helping you achieve your career goals. This morning, our, our guest is Bonnie Negron, an experienced career coach who is going to share how she has helped many clients remove the very common barrier to a career advancement, and that is self-doubt and fear. If you are struggling to find a job and are looking for strategies to turn your search from frustrating to successful, you are listening to the right podcast. Bonnie, welcome to Career Central. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here today. Bonnie, let's um, share with our listeners a little bit about your career path. Yes, absolutely. So I started my corporate career over 20 years ago. I'm based here in New Jersey, and I've had my whole career in New York City and always was in leadership roles and in the HR and talent development space. And my last job, which was on Wall Street, I decided to leave that and start my own company. Um, so here I am three years later, um, own, you know, as the owner of Bonnie Career Services, because I, I wanted to help people everywhere. Um, when I was in corporate America, I was limited and I was helping the people within in my company, but I knew that there was a larger need to help so many people around the world. And here I am today doing exactly that. I followed my dream. So why don't you share um, with our audience a, a little bit about that dream, what, what you build in your coaching practice? Yeah, so what, what I found, I actually had enlisted the help after I got my MBA, and I enlisted the help of a resume writer, and it was really time commitment. I knew that I could do it if I really put my time to it, but I decided to, you know, get support, and that's when the light bulb went off. I was like, you know what, I, I think I could be doing this in a different way that will really tap into what are people's personalities. And at that time, I also was a little confused exactly what was my next step, right? What did I want to do now that I had this great degree and I've had all these years of corporate? I was still figuring that out. Um, so that was when I started really developing in myself and working with my own coaches and developing my personal skills and that's what led me to where I'm at today. And I love the fact that you shared with our our listeners that you too, experienced career coach, still went through that struggle. What am I going to do? How am I going to figure it out? And I I always like to bring that personal aspect is that it's not just that you know how to um, advise folks and coach folks, but you've been through it yourself. So you can understand you know what's happening for them. So you shared with me that one of the things you often discover while working with people that it's not their skills and experiences that are keeping them from moving forward, but their fears and concerns. So share with our audience a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, for one, for the one thing, um, many times what I've seen with our clients is that they're so focused on how their career has been negatively impacted by a certain situation that has happened at their job or perhaps with their boss, that they're so focused on what they don't want that they're not focusing on what it is that they do want. And, and that is the biggest struggle for job seekers because when I have my career chats with them and I'm, I'm like, okay, I understand where you're at now, but how do we move forward? Where is it that you wanna go? And many times 
I hear crickets on the phone because they're not, they haven't thought about that. And it's really important to, it's great to get that clarity about what went wrong, what wasn't right, what's not no longer a good fit. But you got to shift your focus from that and now go to, okay, what do I want? What am I looking for in the next opportunity? What are the skills that I have that I can leverage? Once you identify that, everything else can fall into place. A great resume, a great LinkedIn profile, because now these career tools can talk more of the language of where you want to go, and they're not set in, in, in the past. Um, and that is the biggest um, struggle that I see that job seekers have today, and that is where I come in to help pull them forward, because that's what it's all about. It's about moving forward, not staying stuck in the past and what you don't want. Focus on what it is that you do want. And I think you just said something extremely important is that if you've been laid off, lost a job, it is so easy to focus on what went wrong, or what somebody did, or if you had done something different, how do you help people change that focus? You know, what practical advice do you have for folks who are listening right now going, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, this went wrong and that went wrong. And, you know, if this guy had done this and if, um, you know, management had done that, things would have been better focusing on the negative and, and switching to the positive, but then also maybe switching to thinking about them and not, not the company. Yeah. So my, 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 my number one question, I would say, okay, what are your top three to five core skills mm -hmm. that you love? What is it that you want to continue doing more of out of those top three to five? Right. And, and, and really think about what is that? It could be more of a leadership position. It could be the project management aspect. Maybe there's a data analytical part. Those are the jobs you truly enjoy because the majority of the clients that I work with, they've been in their roles for 10, 15, 20 plus years. They've done a lot of things and we all have. I've done it. I've, you know, even when I left corporate America, I had over 20 years working in various industries and in different roles with different people and, and different um, departments. I didn't want to take all of that necessarily to my next position. And even though um, for those who don't know me, I actually have a strong background in finance, which is what led me to a job in Wall Street, but I didn't thoroughly enjoy it. I love the HR and talent development piece. So once I left corporate, it was an opportunity for, for me to rebrand myself. And that is what I do with clients. We look at, okay, yes, you've done all these amazing things. What do you want to continue doing more of going into your next role? And let's focus on that. What are the experiences that you have that we can leverage from there? Just because you've done everything doesn't mean you have to take all of it into your next position. And what I really like you saying is think about what you do that you like, not job titles. I don't know if you find people get, you know, tight, you know, stuck on that. Well, I was a manager, so I need to be a manager. Because I think what you're saying is find out, you know, what you really like to do. Exactly. Um, because when you enjoy your job, you're going to do it with all the passion you have. You're going to enjoy it. And it's not going to feel like work. Um, I had a client once that um, the biggest complaint was that they were getting too many jobs that were focused around Excel development and, and working in Excel. He didn't like it. He didn't want to do it. And when I read his resume, he was an Excel guru. That's all his resume spoke to, but yet he hated it. And I'm like, okay, this is what we have to fix then. What is it that you want to do? So even though 95% of the resume was based on Excel, that's why he was continuing to attract those opportunities and those type of roles. It was totally okay. We found going through the process that there were so many other areas that he was great at, um, but he was just going with what was most comfortable, what he knew and, and not really pulling out. What are those other core skills 
that you truly enjoy that you want to do more of because we all have transferable skills, especially when we've been in the job 10, 15, 20 years. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think that's a mistake that many um, folks who are looking for jobs um, make. They, they think about their last job and it's all about what they did 90% of their time rather than focusing on what they really want to do. So if you're advising a client, like the one that you said, um, how do they start to change those documents, change that, those LinkedIn profiles? Yeah, so the first thing is we look at um, career achievements. Um, that's a big one. Um, the, my second question going back, so the first question I want to know, okay, what are those core skills? Name, name those top three to five core skills that you want to do more of. Then my second question would be to them is, okay, now let's talk about your major career achievements. Three to five, again, what, what do they are? What, what, is, what is your core of your background? What is it that you've brought to your table? Recognitions, major projects that you've worked on, challenges that you overcame, and checking out, okay, do the career achievements match to the core skills, or is there a disconnect somewhere? And being able to dive deep. And what I like to do with pulling out those career achievements is that that's really giving an overview of who you are as an individual, what, where are the areas that you, you've been able to shine with previous organizations? And also, what is it that you love doing? We generally are recognized for things that we enjoyed, and we have these wonderful projects that we've worked on. And once you've identified those major projects, not only is it going to set the tone for who you are as an individual, it's also going to give you more confidence going into an interview because now you're going to have your stories ready to tell because that is how you're going to stand out from other people who are going to be applying to the same position because that's your uniqueness. So let's drill down a little bit on that. Is that perfect example? Your guy was, you know, the Excel guru, didn't want to do it. And you discovered what they did want to do. You adjust the resume, you adjust the LinkedIn. What about that little doubt about how can I compete with other people in, in that new area, in that new field? Yeah. So, you know, research. Research is really important. So I, I walk our clients generally through, you know, going online, looking at the job description, going on Google job search. What is it that these jobs are looking for? Um, you never have to worry about being 100% qualified for a role, but you want to look at that good 80% of what the role is looking for and focus on that. Is there also the customer service part? Perhaps there's managerial aspect to the job. Um, you know, maybe there's business development or, you know, finance or marketing, there's other definitely transferable skills that you have. And so being able to look at those job descriptions and say, okay, this is what I want to do more of and I do have this experience, it may not be that direct experience or industry experience, but there are still so many ways that you can tailor the language on your resume so that, or your LinkedIn profile so that you can open up doors for those type of opportunities. So speaking the language to the jobs that you want is really important. Okay. So um, do you have other examples of clients um, who may have done that? Because I think our listeners always think, oh, gee, that's a good strategy, but does it work? So can you give us examples of when that worked? Yeah, I, absolutely. I had a client um, who actually, she took some time off to care for her three children um, until they were older. So she had a break in her career. Um, Well-educated, she left as a vice president a master's degree level, but she took time off for her kids. Um, but she was so career driven, that time off was very was cut short. She wanted to get back into making her own money. Um, and she really wasn't showing up at home as her best self because 
working and being career driven was what she did. Um, she was stuck on how to, how do I do that? How do I go with these couple of years, the gap, go in back into the market, um, doing something different now, because now that she had children, she also had a different thoughts about what type of career she wanted. And she wanted to make a little bit of a pivot. And so what we did for her was able to identify what were the skills that she had. Um, you know, she definitely loved her leadership role. She loved uh, the marketing component to it. And she loved being able to also have some more flexibility and working from home. And we looked at jobs that were going to allow her. So we focused on those top three skills. And then we, we eliminated everything else that just wasn't relevant. Um, so we focused on her career achievements that were, again, to those top three skills. And then she started applying. And she was surprised to see all the opportunities that were coming her way. And, an, and another thought that she had was, well, since I, I don't have this direct experience and I've been on a break, you know, I, I'm going to have to take a cut in salary. And she didn't have to do that either. Um, she, we were able to get her right back into a position that was paying her salary with what her market value was even though she was out of the market for a couple of years. Yeah, I want to drill down on a couple of things. One, which is, um, I think, very important, and you mentioned, is eliminating non-relevant information from your LinkedIn and your resume. You want to talk a little bit about that? Because I know some people start to do their resume, and it's, well, but I, you know, that will show the employer that um, I'm consistently employed or something like that. And that really is not the strategy. So why don't you share that whole elimination process. Yeah, absolutely. So I always like to, you know, you want to make your resume well-rounded enough that it's, you know, being used for multiple positions in, in the field that you're going towards. But you do have to really speak their language, use what's relevant. Um, I always go through to make sure, you know, are we using multiple examples of the same type of experience? See, once we've identified those top three to five skills that are going to set the foundation for what their brand is, whether on their resume or on their LinkedIn profile, we keep going back to that. Okay, where are we talking about the leadership part or the marketing part or the business development part? Always going back to what are those top three to five skills and, and, and the career achievements. And then everything else, we have to think, okay, is this really talking to that or is it talking to something completely different? So, for example, one client they had a statement, it was something like, um, what was that statement? It, it was something like, okay, they led a, a large scale corporate facilities uh, turnover, right? And the, the, the ground up uh, corporate facilities, they built a whole new space. To me, that you know, was project management, but they wanted to highlight leadership. I said, okay, if you want to highlight leadership, then talk about where you led, not just the project as a whole, but perhaps it was teams. So turning around that statement to say led, you know, the, the full-scale um, project by managing how many people, how many vendors were you working with, and, and who were the people that you managed in addition. So, yes, she was, wanted the leadership component, but she wasn't using an example to back that up. In fact, she was just highlighting project management. So we wanted to take that up a notch. So, you know, that's how you, you want to look at what you have on there. Am I really talking to what it is that I'm trying to portray or not? And if I'm not, how can I change that statement with the right language that's going to really talk to what I'm trying to prove that I, you know, the experience that I have? I think you've made a very good point that whatever project we work on, take some a, a range of skills. And so we want to look at that project and then highlight what skills we want the employer to, um, to pick up. And I think that's really, really good advice. Um, let's just 
talk a little bit about the same thing on LinkedIn. Um, I always have people struggling. What should I put in the about section and all that? How do we do that in on LinkedIn? Yeah, so that's, oh, so great. I love LinkedIn, by the way. Um, and it's, you know, you, you want to set your LinkedIn in a tone that it complements your resume because together they make a great portfolio, right? And, and now it's just, you got to have both today. It's just part of the job search process. But it needs to be set in a tone that's appropriate for social media. So I love when I work with my clients, we really pull out, okay, tell us your story a little bit. Why are you in the field that you are? What are you passionate about? Where do you want to go? And then use those examples like your major career achievements and then say, okay, this is how I've done it in the past. It has to be more about kind of bringing them into a story like a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's very important on LinkedIn and in your about summary. And you can also do that in your professional experience section. Talk about, you know, where you started, how you developed while you were there at that specific company, and then give some examples to back that up. I think that's a good point is that it's not just the bullet points and the facts, but it's the story so that the employer starts to read your resume, starts to read LinkedIn, and I think starts to get a feel about who you are. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, absolutely. I, I always tell them, you know, together they're very powerful. Um, and you don't, you know, you want to keep that engagement going through the hiring process. So don't have a mirror image. Don't do a copy and paste of, on one or the other. Really have it as a continuation and have them complementing one another. Because it does show, um, you know, your, who you are. Um, in the, you can be more personal on LinkedIn. So, you know, with my resume, you know, you're going to learn some stuff. But when you go to LinkedIn, you're going to learn even more and vice versa. And, and that's how I want you know, those who are going, who are job seeking right now, you, you want to keep that in mind. Give them a little bit more. We are going to take a very short break and then come back and continue our conversations with Bonnie and dig even, even deeper into how can you can use her advice and strategies to move your career forward. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career. From how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview2work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back. We're having a wonderful conversation with Bonnie about developing a strategy that works for you. We've talked about focusing your resume, your LinkedIn on what you really want to do. Maybe not what you've spent the majority of your time doing in your last job, but what you really want to do in your future job. Um, The next question though, and this um, is asked a lot of times, especially when there's mass layoffs. Um, Gee, I lost my job. Should I go back to school? You know, should I go learn a new skill because, you know, what I'm doing is down to, let's just talk hospitality. Right now, there's a lot of folks out there, the hospitality jobs are gone. They're thinking, should I go back to school? What would you tell them? Yeah, so first, there's so much that can be involved. It really has to depend on on the client's, like, unique situation, right? How many years of experience do you have? Are there tools and, and skills that you have in your background that we can tailor to another industry? Um, if you're in your position, you know, 12, 15 years, there's plenty of places or industries where you can transition. If you're young in the industry, then it might mean a time for you to go and, and get further education or certification. Um, but don't let that be, and no matter what stage you are, don't let that be the, like, the main decision. Um, what, are, what are the words I'm thinking? Don't let it be the foundation of your job search. Go for If you want to go and get more education and get a certification, go for it. But don't stall your job search. That's, that's something that I see a lot of clients do. They'll reach out, well, I'm finishing up my certification or I'm going back to school, so I want to wait. No, you don't, you don't want to wait. You want to keep going because you never know what other opportunities are out there. Um, you, oh, I, I'm always a big fan of continuous education and continuous learning. But really look at the numbers. Look at the cost that you're going to be investing for the education or the certification? Is it going to require you to be out of work longer? Are you out of work now? Um, you know, are you working? Can you fund that certification? So all these questions start coming to my mind, right, when, when making that decision. And depending on where that client is, um, it, it will make, you know, we'll better understand, okay, what would be the right decision for that specific person? But overall, I'm always a proponent of continuous learning and education, but that doesn't mean you should stall your job search or what's out there. You want to keep going. So I, I think I hear you saying you, you've lost your job in the hospitality industry. So you think, oh, I, I need to go to school and get a new, new um, career, new career path. Whereas I think based on some of the things we talked about earlier, you would say, no, let's see what you did in hospitality. What are your strengths and what is transferable? In other words, then the knee-jerk act reaction shouldn't be, oh, I got to go get another education because I, you know, I lost my job. It should be, what do I want to do in terms of my career now that I have this place to stop? And does education play a role in that? Exactly. That, yeah. yeah and, and what is your situation? Can, you know, if you just lost your job in hospitality and now you want to go into a technical field and get like a technical certification, 
you know, that's going to take time and commitment. I mean, can, can you stay out of work a little bit longer? If not, you have to leverage the experience that you have. You're not going to be able to jump into a technical position right away if you're still enrolled in a certification program or, you know, any type of um, continuous learning. So still you need to leverage what experience you have in hospitality, and you may not be going directly into the hospitality industry. But what are those transferable skills? Again, going back, maybe you have a marketing background, customer service. Um, business development, you know, if you were in the travel industry, you know, maybe there's other, what are other industries that worked alongside your industry that, you know, you have some type of relationship with that you can go into. Um, but if, you know, if you're not, I would never advise a client to, or even consider stalling their job search because of an education program that they want to pursue, especially if they're out of a job. If they're out of a job, they need to get into a new one. Um, unless they have the means not to do that, then by all means, go for it. But if, if, you're prior, if you need to get a job because you're out of a job, get a job with what you know. Leverage the experience you have while you continue to take an education course or go a different route. And I think um, what I hear you saying is education's fine, but don't just go, oh, I lost my job in hospitality. There's always jobs in IT, so I'm going to go become an IT professional. You're, you're saying think about what you really like to do, what you, know, what you like to do in your previous job and all of that, and then make your choice in terms of continuing it. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And I've had a lot of clients throughout the pandemic that, were, that are in the hospitality industry. They worked for airlines, they worked for, you know, cruise industries. And we had to look at that too, um, because making a pivot was something they considered, but they needed a job right away. And they also didn't want to lose half of their salary. Um, so, you know, that, that became a factor. So for them, it was in their best interest to leverage the transferable skills that they had, which in one case, the client had a marketing background, we were able to tailor her language, and now she's successfully working in a consumer goods industry, utilizing her marketing background, even though her whole career was over 20 years in hospitality. Um, you know, so she also came to me, you know, in the summertime, like, what do I do now? But my whole career is in hospitality. Um, and she was also asking herself those same questions. Do I need to go back to school? Um, you know, what, what type of programs? I'm like, hold on, what's most important to you right now? And most important for her was to get a job. She needed to get a job. Okay, let's look at your background. Strong marketing background, and we were able to do that. So, so that's, you know, that's those are the questions you want to ask yourself. Um, and, you know, if, if you can take some time off and, and make that switch, then go for it. But if getting a job is more of a priority, then you want to reconsider going the education route or at least do it together. Continue your job search, leveraging your, your experience and the background that you do have and then, you know, work on your education on the side. A little earlier, before the break, we were talking about a woman that had been um, out of work for a while. She was worried about taking a salary cut, wound up getting the same salary. You just mentioned salary again. Right now, that's a big issue is people get laid off. How can I replace my salary? And I think they start to think, oh, I will just take less or something. But why don't you speak to, you know, how you work with that woman, how you work to make sure that people can maintain their salary levels? Yeah. The first thing is to know, okay, what is it that you want? Pick that number. Focus on the number. And then look at all the other benefits that come along with them, too. Um, when I work with my clients through salary negotiation, you know, you can't just look at that bottom line number. What are the time off? 
Are you getting flexibility to work from home? Really looking at that full compensation package before you make a decision. And then knowing what, what, where there are ways that you can, uh, what, what can you deal with? Okay, maybe you'll take a $5,000 cut in salary because you can work from home four days out of the five days a week. Or maybe you'll take a cut in salary because you have now a 10-minute commute as opposed to a one-hour commute, right? So really looking at those different areas, um, and then you realize that you're actually, you're even making a lateral move or you're getting more um, based on the full compensation package. That's really important. So we look at all those different areas. Um, are there ways that you negotiate salary? If you're married and have a, and have a spouse, maybe you're already on their benefits. Can you negotiate not having benefits in a new company so that now you can tap into a higher salary range. And that's what we did actually with that client. Um, she didn't need the benefits. And she didn't realize that she can negotiate the benefits package. She was on her husband's benefits. So she was able to get a higher salary just based on the fact that she wasn't going to utilize the company benefits. Some people don't realize that that's an option. I think that's a very important point that people forget. They'll see the dollar amount for a, for a salary and they'll go, you know, they'll compare two jobs by the salary and it's really you, your personal bottom line. What, you know, what are you going to take home at the end of the month? I know that you work a lot with people overcoming fears and concerns about moving forward. And right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. And do you find that it's harder for job seekers to deal with their fears? Yes, absolutely. I, I think the biggest thing right now because of the pandemic is that job seekers are not are feeling limited with their options that's really their biggest fear right now there's no jobs out there and that is not true there are many industries that are unfortunately furloughing that are non-existent right now that businesses that are shutting down on the flip side there are so many businesses and companies that are flourishing because of the pandemic that are hiring and that's another way for you to look at you know, this is where the LinkedIn salary data and keeping up to speed with what's going on in the industry and looking, following companies that you're interesting. What are they hiring trends? What's going on with them? And then see what type of opportunities do they have at their company? Can you match any of those jobs? These are other ways that you can make a pivot to industries that are flourishing. So yes, there's companies and, and, and industries like the restaurant industry is challenged right now, retail, hospitality. We're working with a lot of clients to look at other industries that can use their skills. You know, the logistics is really, it's huge right now, right? And manufacturing and all that. Can you tap into that industry with your skill set? So it, try to not focus on that fear that there's no options. There are options that are out there. And um, I know you love LinkedIn, so let's use that as a tool. Um, how would our listeners who are maybe sitting home, lost their job in hospitality going, how can I find companies that are growing? How can I get information about companies that are growing? What would you advise them? Yeah, so I, you know, on LinkedIn, what we do is we love the company data that you do need a premium subscription on LinkedIn to tap into that information, but it does show you their hiring trends, which is really great. Um, you can actually see at a month, three months, six months, are they hiring? What divisions are growing? if there's a downward trend, if they're not hiring, if they're not doing good. And this is all based on, you know, the data that goes into LinkedIn, how people are updating their profiles and things like that. Uh, and we've actually had clients who were looking at a specific job or industry, and when we checked out the company data on LinkedIn, 
there was a lot of turnover going on at that company for several years. Um, eventually, that company went out of business. So that client had the information at her hands to say, you know what, I'm not, I'm going to keep my job search going. There's, there seems to be a couple of red flags at this company. Um, so that's a great tool that I love, really know your company data. You can also go on their websites and look at the investor section if they're a publicly traded firm and really gather your information about the, about the company. Check them out on LinkedIn, go to the website, see what they have going on, um, and, and look at their careers page. Um, sometimes you can also tell from their career page how many opportunities do they have available or okay, not. I, I really want to reinforce that because I think in a, in a time of fear, you go, I'll take any job, any job. And why don't you talk to that, the, the con of that strategy? Oh, because you're still focusing on what you don't want and you're, and you're really not focusing on what you do want. And the grass is not greener if you're not in the right headset to make that, that decision um, in order to make a really great decision. And this goes for any area in your life. You want to know what it is that you want and you want to focus on that. Once you know what it is that you truly want, whether it's that salary number, what's the ideal work environment, what is the type of position that you would be in, whether you'd be managing people or not. Um, you know, when you really think about what do I want, it's going to help you get more clear as to the job that you're going to turn away you don't want to leave one position and just take the next one because it'll get you out of that past position because you're so frustrated or you're over what's going on or anything that's negative. Anytime you make a decision on negative emotions, you could find yourself in that same situation. So when I work with my clients, I really try to pull them forward and, and work with them to identify what is it that you do want so that when you look at these jobs, you're applying for jobs that are ultimately going to be a good fit for you in the long run. You don't want to be back at square one or find out two to three months into a position that it wasn't for you. And now you're looking, you know, you're going back into a job search. So when you really sit down and you write down, okay, what is it that I'm looking for in a role in a company? Um, where do I want to go? It's really going to help you narrow down the, the opportunities that you're going to apply for. So this way, you're not just applying to anything and everything. How do you address um, or help people deal with the fear of, I'll never find another job. I better grab anything that I can find. That's what we focus on. We focus, okay, what do, what do you want? Let's really focus on where you want to go. What's important to you at this stage in your career? What are some of the most important things? It, could, it might be salary. It might be commute. It might be flexibility. Really thinking about what's important for you. What's going to be aligned with your lifestyle? Don't just jump into the next job because it gets you out of where you're from. You want to jump into a role that's going to be aligned with the lifestyle. And in order for you to decide what that role is going to be, you have to figure out what's important to you. What's most important for you in your life at this stage in your career? And it's okay because if it changes, and it will change, as we get through different levels of a career, as we have life changes that go on, we could be caregivers to children, we could be caregivers to our parents. There might be other things that are going on in our life that now we have what we want in a job is different, and that's okay. But being able to identify it is going to make you um, in a, in, put you in a position that's going to allow you to make a better decision. And so eat, write it down, journal it. Even if you don't know, um, sit on it for a little bit. Take a couple of minutes out each day and start to journal what's important to me in a job. What will be the next step for me? I'm a big component of writing it out and because I'm a writer, I guess I can't help it. Um, but, you know, it's um, really important to identify what it is that you want. And once 
you that's that's the once you figure that out and set the foundation that's going to help you make the right steps moving forward i almost have um a visualization of a checklist and just like employers have a checklist on who they're going to move forward in the in the hiring process is you have a checklist to see whether or not a job moves forward into something that you want to apply for. Um, is, that, is that kind of your thought? Is that that control? I'm not going to spend time applying for jobs just because they're a job? Exactly. Exactly. When I hear clients say, I've applied to 200 jobs in the last two weeks, I'm like, oh my God, how? There was no strategy in place for that. <laughs> That's not, you know, you're just going to throw it out there and it's going to, the universe is going to be confused as to what it is that you want or you're looking for. And, and you're, gonna, you're not going to get any responses back. So you really want to be clear in the direction that you want to go so that your job search is more focused. You're doing more quality applications. You're able to tailor your cover letter because it's truly where you want to go. And you're not just writing things in a generic template or anything like that. It really does help you make decision in all the different areas of the job search. Even when it comes to the interview, you already know what you want, so you know what you're looking for. When you know what you're looking for, you're gonna ask the right questions. You're gonna know already what questions you need to ask because they'll need to be answered because you know what you want and it'll help you to make that decision. So I, again, when somebody's applied for 200 jobs, they haven't been able to really nurture every you know, every application and everything. I think that's, that's great advice because it's so easy now, right now to hit the button, apply, 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 apply. And a generic resume goes in and a generic cover letter goes in. So great. Absolutely. Fantastic advice. Um, Thank you. And I, I just love that, that whole concept. We need to take another break, but I promise it's going to be very short. We're going to come back and we're going to keep talking to Bonnie and keep digging deeper into the strategies she's developed for her clients and how you can use them to move forward in your job search or your career advancement. Awesome. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you worried your job will end? Is there someone in your life who is facing a layoff? Career transition specialist Lorraine Beeman has condensed 20 years of experience helping people cope with sudden unemployment into an easy-to-read how-to book, Career Restart. Practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Knowing how to handle a job loss will help you move into your next job. This book guides you through the restart of your career, from how to prepare for a termination meeting to how to respond to interview questions about your job loss. Lorraine's book offers strategies for moving from terminated to hired. Tap into proven methods for changing the focus from job loss to career success. Career Restart, practical advice for surviving and moving forward after a job loss. Available at Amazon.com. Click the link on the Career Central show page to pick up your copy today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Career Central. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, you may send it to Lorraine at interviewtowork.com. That's Lorraine at interview, the number two, work.com. Now, back to Career Central. Welcome back. We're having a wonderful conversation with Bonnie. And early in the um, program, she shared her experience. And during the break, we chatted a little bit more. She was actually in a position to hire for a major um, company on Wall Street. And so because we love to talk to people who have done hiring, we're going to ask her a little bit about my favorite topic, which is networking and how maybe networking played a role in that hiring process. So go for it. Yes. So networking, I've, I've always been a big, big networker. I think going back to high school, I was always involved with clubs and organizations. And even throughout college, you know, I was in a sorority and doing events on campus. And it just really helps you to understand different perspectives, what's going on out there, tap into opportunities that you didn't even consider. Um, and I've met so many amazing people through the power of networking, and it's really so important. And as a hiring manager, when, uh, that was a you know, big thing for me. I wanted to see, you know, how involved are people? You know, what is it that they do when they're not in the office? You know, what professional affiliations are they a part of? Where do they dedicate their time? That was always important to me, to see are they, con- you know, willing and capable of continuously educating them, them themselves? Because there's always something new to learn. There's nobody that knows everything. And so I'm always a big proponent of furthering your education. And networking is a big part of that because you really learn so much about other people, industries, companies, perspectives um, that will help you along your way in your career. And another thing that I really looked for in hiring was just a positive attitude. I mean, that's just always been really big. Um, You know, in any culture, there's so many different personalities and dynamics that are going on. And it's just so important to bring a positive mindset and just feel really good in your own skin and, and feeling confident and bringing your A game always. And so I've always looked for that positive, that smile, that, you know, a positive outlook and, and somebody who's really eager to learn. Um, I, I never expected somebody to be 100% qualified for a position. I always knew that there was a learning curve, and I wanted to be able to provide that challenge in any person that I hired. So if they had that 80% qualification with the other 20%, I was willing to take on that learning curve um, and give them the proper training so that they really had an opportunity to be challenged and to grow with the company also. And so, but, you know, having a positive mindset 
And that eagerness to learn is the only way that you would be able to take on that 20% that you may not have the experience in. So I love that. The, because so often I will work with clients and go, oh, well, I can't do it all. I don't have all of the requirements. And so now you've heard it from a top level hiring manager is that 80% with a positive attitude and a life beyond work um, will help you as you move forward in, in your career. Um, I want to open this up because you have so much to share with our listeners. Anything else you'd like to share? Anything else is, what would I like to share? Yeah. Something we haven't asked you about that. that uh, yeah. You know, I think right now, given the state of the situation that we're in, you know, just be patient with yourself. Um, there is an opportunity out there for everyone. If you're not hearing back, um, there could be things wrong with your resume. Um, if you're getting through interviews, there could be a way that you can enhance your interview prep. Um, and it may be time to, you know, enlist the support of a coach or a resume writer to help you, you know, through your journey. We're, we're professionals. We've been trained in that field and we're here to help other people really get to that next level and to help support them in their journey. So, you know, if, if you're not getting the responses that you want or you're not moving in the right direction, know that our industry, um, you know, and, and the organization that both Maureen and I are part of, you know, we're, there's so many great professionals that are ready and here to support you. Okay. Um, so we ask each of our guests to challenge our listeners to something they can do within five seconds of the end of the show that will help them start on the path that you have suggested. So what would you suggest that they do? I would say to make a list of those five skills that resonate who you are. Yeah. What are those five skills? All right. So a list of five skills that resonate who you are. Great, great. Now you've talked a little bit um, about your coaching and how, how you help folks. Why don't you t dig a little bit deeper? Tell us how people can get a hold of you, you know, how, how your coaching business works, because I always think that the more knowledge you have about working with professionals, it's like, you know, the first time you go to the doctor, first time you go to the dentist, there's a lot of anxiety, but if you know what they're going to do, then you're for more comfortable. So I'd really like you to share with our listeners if they call you, connect with you, what can they expect? So typically, you know, I work with corporate professionals who have been challenged of getting the next job and they don't understand why they're not getting interviews or attracting quality job opportunities. So I can help them craft a winning resume, become better at networking, develop strong leadership skills at work and home because work and home have to be aligned. And this way, they don't have to choose between their careers and family obligations. So what this means is that our clients elevate their careers with promotions, salary increases, or they land dream jobs that provide them with financial security and they'll have a career that they love so that they can live joyfully both at work and home. And so we work with our clients through all those different levels of their career, depending on where they're at. So how do they find you? So they can definitely connect with me on LinkedIn, um, bon, you know, linkedin.com slash in slash Bonnie Negron. You could also visit my website at bonniecareerservices.com. You can shoot me a message through there, or you can follow me on all social medias at Bonnie Career Inc. 
And I could be found on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. So um, busy practice, helping folks. Right now, what do you see the people's biggest concern is when they when they call in? And, and actually, I'm going to preempt that. Bonnie shared with me that she um, just spoke with someone who had not done a job search for 20 years. And it was kind of a cultural shock. So even if you've been out of the job search market for a couple of years, what kinds of things do clients need to ask help with? They need to ask help with what is that next step for them? Have they identified that next role that they want or the company that they want to work for? What is next? And based on that, everything else can be supported along the way. The right resume, how you're writing it, your LinkedIn profile with what you're targeting, um, you know, it's really what is the next step for you. And if you haven't identified that, you know, there's ways that we can work together to identify, okay, what are your skills going back to what are your skills, what are your career achievements, what did you enjoy doing, and what are roles and opportunities that would be available for you. But everybody has the resources within them to make these type of decisions. Um, so my job as a coach is just to help guide them and support them along the way. And I think that's a really important point is that people do know what they're good at, but sometimes they're afraid to admit it or afraid that they can turn that into a job. So we've got a couple minutes. Do you want to share a story of maybe someone who came to you that said, oh, I have no skills, no marketable skills, and you help them identify them and help them move forward? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I had ooh, one client I can, I can think of who was actually this, okay, I, I just thought of a great client. Um, she was re resourced on, uh, she was recruited on LinkedIn for an opportunity that she was not even aware of. We worked together, we did her resume, her LinkedIn profile, and she was found, uh, she was in the wealth management field, and she couldn't believe it. She's like, this is right up my alley. I, I didn't even know that this job existed. So that's also the power of LinkedIn is really getting your LinkedIn profile because there's a whole hidden job market on there. And that's one way that you can tap in and, and get found for opportunities that you may not even be aware of. So she was found for this and she maybe had about 50% of the responsibilities, but they, they were very interested in her, her background, how she portrayed herself on LinkedIn. And she was able to increase her compensation package from $120,000 to $180,000. So there's a couple wonderful things out of that story. And I want to reinforce the fact that strong LinkedIn um, profiles, um, good presence on, on LinkedIn, and she got found. And for those of you that are sitting out there going, oh, this job search is so hard. Having somebody call and say, gee, you're a great candidate. We'd really like to talk to you is probably the best way to, to uh, find that job. So, yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank you for, for sharing all of this information with our audience has been very, very helpful. I want to remind everybody that the five second challenge, in other words, as soon as you have stopped walking the dog or whatever you're doing while you're listening to this podcast, Sit down, write your five top skills. And I, just to reinforce what Bonnie has said, the top five skills that you really want to use and develop that into your checklist of what you expect and have the confidence that there's that job out there waiting for you. That if you have strong skills, 
again, what Bonnie's saying, a passion for something, a willingness to learn. There's an employer out there looking for you. I really like the way Bonnie said that some industries are growing. So if you're in an industry that's shrinking, don't think, oh, I've got to go back to school. Use Bonnie's strategy about figuring out what transferable skills you have. I can't thank you enough, Bonnie, for everything you've shared. And I know I've done a probably a miserable job um, summarizing it. But for those of you, you can always <laughs> listen to this podcast and get all of her good advice. Um, for those of you that are out there listening on iTunes, Spotify, or another platform that lets you rate our show and leave comments, please let us know how we are doing. Career Central is committed to bringing practical career advancing advice to you every week. We do that because we get feedback from folks that say, gee, I need to know more about this. I need to know more about that. We had a listener who really, really wanted to um, have Bonnie share about her how to handle fears and concerns. And actually, they didn't call, but they texted me and they're going, oh, I have great ideas. I have great ideas. So we need to know from you who you'd like us to bring on the show. If you want, you can email me at careercentralhost at gmail.com. So you can either leave a note where you listen to your podcast, or you can email me. Next week, our guest is Raj Sambrumara, who will share his journey overcoming unemployment bar barriers, what he learned. So join us for a really fascinating conversation with somebody who's out there, just like many of you listeners, working through the job search process. They'll share what he learned and how he became successful. So do that five-second challenge as soon as it's safe. And until our next show, please remember, this is Lorraine Beeman encouraging you to take care of your career because you are the only one qualified to do it. Thank you for joining us for this week's edition of Career Central. Be sure to join your host, Lorraine Beeman, for another program next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Mm -hmm.